Welcome back to the Cable Boys mini-sode. That's right, you little fuckheads. <laughs> we're not even going to give you a full episode here every week. We don't no. have time for it. Uh, we're busy boys with busy lives. Yeah. And we're, we're busy bees, you might call us. Uh, you might be wondering why we're here. We're, we're doing a mini-episode primarily to get you guys prepared and ready for the episode that drops next week. Mm-hmm. And what is that movie? Uh, it will be. Nope, absolutely wrong. Is that right? Uh, this is the mini-sode for my girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it is. So you definitely don't have anything prepared for this mini-sode. Yeah, we're watching. Uh, we, we we did watch. Is this past or present tense? Like we watched my girl. We watched it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm all messed up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, uh, nope, wrong, mm. wrong. Okay, we watched My Girl. It's we the did. it's the tearjerker of 1991. Uh huh. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin bites it. Spoiler alerts. Sure. Um, you typically want to give a spoiler alert <laughs> before you say the spoiler. There was one part we didn't talk about that made me laugh, uh-huh. and uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis hook up in this movie, right? Yeah. Uh, but before that happens, Dan Aykroyd confides in his brother. I think she likes me. We're going to go out. I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, I haven't dated since my dumb wife died. Right. Um, you know, what do I do? And the brother, he's like, well, brother, times have changed. Yeah, these 70s women. The 70s women. They're they're a different speed. And he was like, uh, you know, the burning bras. <laughs> Burn, the burning bra movement is uh-huh. so fascinating. Sure. Why were they doing that? What do you mean? Why were they burning bras? The reason that they were burning bras is they they felt that they were constrained and they didn't like having in the in the same way that men can just uh, walk around topless. Sure, it's the human body. They think that their their body is uh, vilified. Bras are more popular now than they've ever been. Uh huh. That's a weird thing. Why? Because when you start burning things. Gen- that's a ultimate market correction. I mean, like when people burn disco records, yeah, record companies were like, "We need to make more disco records." They were like, "No, that shit's done." No, I mean, like they when got the together. Catholic Church burned books, everybody was like, "Oh, I got to read this shit. <laughs> this is the good stuff." <laughs> I don't it's know. On fire. But I mean, like, but but bras back then were. I mean, they were just like cloth. They weren't like ornamental. They weren't anything. And yeah. now they're like. Uh, trillion dollar business like women love bras right well what i'm saying is it didn't work the burning bras thing yeah what if what if the burning bras thing was to make women not have these like just matronly like your your body is evil and it's a sin for showing it like now now they can have beautiful bras that say something about their personality they can like they they have bralettes they have full support they have sports bras. Burning bras was about one particular bra that served no purpose other than the evangelical church. Now women have their choice in bras. And mm-hmm. so I think the movement did work. Because men are still making the bras. Howard Hughes made the bras. Uh-huh. Remember that? Do I remember Howard Hughes down on the factory line? Yeah, he made he, he constructed the first like like major like sexy bra. I don't I don't remember that. Yeah. 
I we we haven't done the aviator yet. So. <laughs> it's in the aviator. <laughs> He's like, look at it. Show me all the bra prints. Show, <laughs> show, me, show the me all the bra prints. prints. Show me all show the bra, me bra, all prints. bra prints. Uh, so about this movie, obviously a huge coming of age film. A lot of people got to it at the right time in their childhood where they were swayed. They felt feelings that they hadn't felt before. And speaking of things they hadn't felt before, Macaulay Culkin and Anna Klumski both shared their first on-screen kiss. Anna says that it was her first kiss, period. And that shit won an MTV award. Oh, really? Nice. (laughs) It won for best kiss. It beat out. I mean, 1991. Who do you think the best kisses were from that year? Um, w- Billy Baldwin and Sharon Stone. When did Sliver come out? Am I close? It's it's no. I I, I thought it was for a second, but it it is not. Unfortunately, Thelma and Louise. Uh, no. Do they kiss in Thelma and Louise? Is that the point of that movie? <laughs> no. Okay. They do not kiss as they go off a cliff. <laughs> They hold hands. Oh. They don't hold hands and then like lead in. And that's why she loses control. I thought of the that's car. why. I thought they were kissing and they were like, drive. <laughs> what are you doing? There's a cliff. Uh, no, watching two little 11 year olds kiss beat out Angelica Houston and Raul Julia, the Adams family, Annette Benning and Warren Beatty for Bugsy. Oh, wow. Like MTV, what is their. <laughs> Like, I assume it's, like, kids watching. It's, like, teens that are voting on the MTV Movie Awards. They're just like, oh, Bugsy. man, when Warren Beatty got those sweet puckering lips up. Also, surprisingly lost, uh, Juliet Lewis and Robert De Niro, Cape Fear. Ooh, that's <laughs> was, a weird... Uh, was that a hot kiss? No, not at all. Was that right after he <laughs> he yells in the theater? That's that's very bizarre. You're right. That's a yeah. weird... Uh, what is that demographic? I have no idea. And the last people who lost, which I would have given the prize to, Priscilla Presley and Leslie Nielsen for Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. <laughs> I think it's the one where they're like floating or like... The leg goes up. Uh, oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the lips like lock and they get stuck. There, there's like four gags in one. On yeah, that yeah, kiss yeah. is that the one where he well, Leslie Nielsen just shakes off his clothes. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> there. I mean, there's so many good love scenes. In yeah. All nice three beaver. of those movies. Thanks. I just got it stuffed. <laughs> that was a great movie. Did you know that? Have I told you that for the longest time I had only watched Naked Gun on the TV version. Mm-hmm. So I saw edited versions of it. So that joke that you're talking about where Priscilla Presley like walks up a ladder, grabs something, Leslie Nielsen looks up, seemingly up her skirt and says, nice beaver. And she comes down and says, I just had it stuffed, uh, revealing a stuffed beaver. In the TV version, he just says, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> and then she comes down with a beaver and I like I knew that this movie was funny but I could not make heads or tails. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Yeah, I I thought the joke was like that is a pretty nice <laughs> stuffed beaver. Yeah, yeah. Whoever whoever did that so job really really brought the life to the eyes. What else do we want to talk about my girl? Oh man, so my girl was obviously like a pop cultural institution. It affected so many different mediums along the way. I want to play a little video. Oh, nice. Of something that was affected by My Girl. Do you remember the speech at the end that the teacher character gives 
where he says, be dangerous and unpredictable and make a lot of noise. Yeah, I do. That really resonated with one group in particular. Are like the Proud Boys really into My Girl? <laughs> is, that what, is that what the reveal is here? This is the uh, metal bands Anthrax. First of all, just fucking Waylon. Yeah, they were good. They're really going for it. That's Anthrax? That's, that looks like Alice Cooper. No, it's Anthrax. Be dangerous, unpredictable, and make a lot of noise. Anthrax, a hard fucking band who are shredding faces off. They're melting faces. With uh, pentagrams? Yeah, pentagrams on the stage. And they just quoted My Girl (laughs) seven times fast. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Even weirder, they did this song for the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Yeah, I remember that. And the kid who's in Last Action Hero is the kid from My Girl 2. Weird. Isn't that weird? Is that coincidence or did they? do you have confirmation that they definitely... You don't do a direct quote from My Girl accidentally. <laughs> Be dangerous, unpredictable, and make a lot of noise. You think that's parallel yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know... Slayer has you had me at hello. That uh-huh, song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That rocks. That's that, good. That absolutely. Had me at hello. Fucking badass. Um, in my exhaustive research of Loris Elowani, who's the writer of the movie, she started as like a page and then she like went to AFI and then she like wrote this movie and then she also did the first Brady Bunch movie. Then she sort of became like a studio doctor. And so she actually wrote, she did like a first pass on private parts. Oh, wow. And a bunch of other like comedy heartfelt movies. Which check out our private parts episode with Chris Dunn. Indeed, yeah. Go into the back issues. But what she's doing now is actually she wrote a book series which is called the Ether series. Loris lives with her husband and two children in Los Angeles, the City of Angels, where her lifelong love for our heavenly guardians inspired her to write a book about them. Oh, wow. It's an action-packed fantasy wrapped in the magical adventures of 12-year-old Vero Leland, reminiscent of the award-winning Harry Potter books. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a series I think readers of all ages will identify with and want more of. It's basically Harry like finds out that he's a wizard. Vero finds out that he's a guardian angel. Wow. And so he goes into the ether, which is like between heaven and earth, and he trains to be a guardian angel while fighting demons. But yeah, the funniest thing was that a bunch of people did uh, reviews of it when when some people wrote about them. They said, the intense action and fast pace deliver an enjoyable story appropriate for all ages that also offers a Christian-based alternative to those with objections to the dark arts of the Harry Potter series. (laughs) So it's very clearly just like, we burned all those Harry Potter books. The kids still want something. Maybe, I don't don't know, what what else is magic uh, but Christian? Here's something that I found interesting about my girl. There's a lot of films that do this where they have they have a title of an old song so it just has that name recognition and you feel safe and happy just hearing it. Uh Stand by Me 
Sure. Stand and deliver. Yeah. Lean on me. Pretty woman. There goes my baby. All of these are films that have nothing to do with the actual song in question. They just play like during the. And, and none of which started off with that title. No. Like, like my girl was born jaundiced or whatever the fuck it was. Born jaundiced. I don't think Stand By Me, the novella is called Stand By Me. No, it's them just like, just grasping for something that resonates with an audience with yeah. no relation to yeah. the picture at all. Yeah, Pretty Woman was called Suck and Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Street Whew. Dancing. And and I, I assumed that for my girl. But then the ending happened and like the credits roll and my girl starts playing. And I just like went about my things. I, I was like closing up my computer. And then I heard one of the lyrics is, I've got so much honey. The oh. bees envy me. Whoa. Interesting. Isn't that, I mean like. So you're saying it was a coordinated attack. I'm, on- saying, <laughs> I'm saying that the bees were jealous. They saw Macaulay with Anna Klumski. Yeah. They were like, I can't believe, like, first of all, he kicked down our home. Yeah. And it's I'm time, not let's cool dispatch with that. Him. Yeah. This kid has it too good. He's had it too good for too long. Yeah. And we're going to take matters into our own stingers. Yeah. It really is an analogy for Vietnam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> South Vietnamese. And uh, we just had to get rid of him. The U.S. Army was the bees. Did you hear at all that there was a video game for a brief period? Really? Yeah, oh, it this was is great. It was it was put up. I I I mean, it's very tongue in cheek, but it was a browser game. You could go to like mygirlthegame.com. I don't think it exists any longer. But the instructions for the game read, "Quote: Accept your fate." And you're just Macaulay Culkin running past a funeral home. The screen fades. A a pop-up text comes up and says, I see my fate. And then come the bees. And so this video game is you just run to the bees and they come for you and they're not going to stop. And there's only one ending to the game. So you run away as far as you can, but eventually... So you can't beat the bees? You can't beat the bees. The point of the game is to accept fate and... Uh, That's uh, a good lesson. Die of a thousand stings. That sweet release of death, man. Just just lean in. Just accept it. comes it. for us all. Yeah. I, I've never done stand-up, but I always had a bit in the back of my head that was just, I didn't want to die... A normal death. I didn't want to have like a boring obituary. And so I, I thought about like carrying like props in my backpack. That like <laughs> if I was going to die, I could really quick like stage stage something more interesting. Mm-hmm. Bees is a pretty good way to go. Yeah. I think like so. just like it's it's got star power. <laughs> it's got <laughs> it's got interest. Any animal attack would be fun. Yeah. Especially if you if it wasn't accidental, if you sought out to get yes. uh to get eaten by a bear or do you a think, shark. Do you think Grizzly Man subconsciously was seeking that out? You have to think, right? You, or you, it definitely had to be like, I know this could happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he was a little too delusional to assume that he was accepting his fate. What animal would you pick if you could pick one? I mean, I guess I'd want it to be quick, but I'd also want it to impress people. So, I mean, no, nothing with venom. Really? Yeah, that's that's a painful way to go. I don't I don't want to get all swollen from my deathbed. Yeah, you, I still you want to look good. Yeah, but then but then you're gonna get gored most other ways. 
I don't I don't know. Maybe I'll just drown. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep me updated, will you? Yeah, uh, absolutely. No, drowning sounds terrible. Yeah, no, death is bad. <laughs> there's there's no good way to do it. We're all accepting our fate, but I'm not looking forward to it. So yeah, maybe maybe I would want to die in a coma. I would want to get in a car crash. I would want to be in a coma so that way I could see all my friends come and cry. Yeah. And then and then I would just uh either be touched by God or be pulled down by <laughs> Satan himself. either one either one. Uh I told you my f- biggest fear is dying in my sleep. Oh yeah. That that yeah. terrifies me. It but it's also the most peaceful way, right? Yeah, but there's something about every night we take for granted that we're going to wake up. Sure. That yeah. we're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go do this and this. And to have that taken away kind of scares me. Yeah, but then uh, depending on your belief system, you won't be around to uh, to worry about that. So it's oh, I'm, nice. I'm in the afterlife. I'm in heaven. I mean, all you're all you're doing is just ruining your good night's sleep <laughs> <laughs> by, by worrying about dying in it. Wouldn't it be really funny, though, if that's what happened? Because most people were like, well, he died peacefully in his sleep. <laughs> but for me, everyone's like, fuck, he died his fucking I can't sleep. His worst nightmare. <laughs> he said it. We, we, he told us we couldn't stop it. So when they take me like the funeral home, they're like, how did he pass it? They're like in his sleep. And they're like, well, at least he, no, he, this is what he did not <laughs> want specifically. <laughs> also, um, my wife and I celebrated our first year anniversary. Congratulations. This, thank you. Way to go. And she, she took a few photos of us. And you know, I don't really smile on photos. Uh-huh. And she got, <laughs> she got a little peeved about that. She was like, it's like our anniversary dinner and you look miserable. I was like, no, I'm having a good time. And she's like, yeah, but you're not smiling. And I was like, I don't smile on any photo. Mm-hmm. And it's deliberate. I really do at the funeral, the idea of like when you put all the photos together on the, the pin board, <laughs> that they're all just me like like very like stone-faced. Yeah. And just, yeah, uh, the coordinator just being like, I tried. I, <laughs> yeah. I looked through every, he deactivated his Facebook. So yeah. all that stuff is gone. Yeah. I think he smiled once in one of those photos. Yeah, yeah. And then they find one and Angel's like, don't don't pin it. He doesn't want it. Well, speaking of the afterlife, yeah. how about uh, we go to our dearly departed critic, uh, Roger Ebert. Roger gave this film three and one half stars. He loved this film. Yeah. Three and a half is great. Out of four? Are you kidding me? It's almost perfect. The glass is more than half full. Ebert closes with these thoughts. The beauty in this film is in its directness. There are some obligatory scenes, but there are also some very original and touching ones. This is a movie that has its heart in the right place. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah. It, do, it does have a lot of obligatory scenes. It has a lot of scenes that were like, it you does, didn't need this. It does, for sure. You didn't need this at all. But that, it, like, so much of a coming-of-age film is recognizing that it's a coming-of-age film through those obligatory scenes. Well, aren't the obligatory scenes the ones without the kids? That's what I remember. There's oh, a lot yeah. of like, you didn't need this, you didn't need this. Obligatory for me is just like, she's growing up, we're going to see that period, baby. <laughs> we are going to see her bed straight for the first time. She's not going to know what's happening. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be there and she's going to be like, I need to give you a little talk. And then we just cut to Anna Klubsky saying, wait, my parents did what? Which just oh, makes she me gave think, her the whole talk. That's she right. gave her the whole. She gave her the whole talk. Like, yeah. it wasn't like uh, women's bodies do this. <laughs> the talk she chose to give was just like your parents boned down. 
your dad dicked down your mom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you were born. Oh, and by the way, your mom must have been ovulating or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did go through the whole thing. It's a fun movie. Where can people watch this movie? People can watch this movie and its sequel on Netflix. In fact, My Girl 2 is racing up the charts currently. Yeah, I saw it was like the second most popular movie. Yeah, and I would recommend this as an indication that Netflix viewers don't know shit. No, (laughs) that automatically played on a lot of things. Yeah, uh... My Girl 2 is not great. It didn't need to be made. The writer of the first one was just like, I just don't think it's the sort of movie to get a sequel Mm -hmm. and had nothing to do with it. Dan Aykroyd was like, where, when? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, Dan and Jamie said no, and the director, Howard Ziff, was just like, I don't have a movie without you guys, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can watch it on Netflix. Uh, what else? What else? What else you want? What else we got here? <laughs> I mean, that's I, if you're asking for anything else, you're asking for a full episode. and We, we only got the mini in us today. I'm sorry, folks. But yeah, stay tuned. Check out My Girl. We have incredible repeat guest, Chris... Reinecker. Yeah. He is a writer. He's an actor. He's a director. He's also the co-host of the Wine and Weed podcast, uh, which I highly recommend listening to. They smoke a blunt, they drink a glass of wine, and they talk about the news, and it is fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, we now have videos. We need to direct people to our YouTube channel. Yeah, and go ahead and uh, go there, youtube.com slash. We don't have the URL. We don't have the URL. We don't have the URL. All right, fuck. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I guess go to our link tree in our Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, Cable Boys Pod. Same with Twitter. Uh, Like and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, uh, we got some videos coming. We got some fresh content. We got some great guests. So if you like that sort of thing, I don't know if you like good content. Otherwise, go over to PewDiePie. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do some unboxing or something. <laughs> Should we? Is that yeah. still a thing? All right, that's it. Bye. Okay.